Good morning. Good morning. The reading this morning comes from Isaiah 41, 2 through 10. Who has roused a victor from the east, summoned him to his service? He delivers up nations to him and tramples kings underfoot. He makes them like dust with his sword, like driven stubble with his bow. He pursues them and passes on safely, scarcely touching the path with his feet. Who has performed and done this, calling the generations from the beginning? I, the Lord, am first and will be with the last. The coastlands have seen and are afraid. The ends of the earth tremble. They have drawn near and come. Each one helps the other, saying to one another, take courage. The artisan encourages the goldsmith, and the one who smooths with a hammer encourages the one who strikes the anvil, saying of the soldering, it is good. And they fasten it without nails so that it cannot be moved. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, you whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, saying to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you off. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Let us pray. Holy God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of each one of our hearts be holy and pleasing to you. That through your word for us this day, we would truly know and experience your presence with us each and every moment. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right, so how many of you have had this experience, okay? Stick with me for a minute. You felt a nudging or you felt God nudging you to do something, right? How many, how many of you have ever felt that? I, I had a little bit of nudging from God to get up in this pulpit. Um, you feel like God is pushing you a bit, right? And, and there's a calling and there's a purpose in that. And, and there's a bit of excitement in it, right? There, there's a little bit of excitement. God is calling me to do something. And, and there's excitement and there's passion. And, and you feel like you're ready for it, right? I mean, how many, right? Uh, like, this is the, the and, and then what happens, right? And then the fear creeps in and we start, but, but can I do this? Like, God, you really want me to preach a sermon every week? Like, I mean, maybe like once a year would be nice. I mean, they don't need to hear me every week, do they? They don't need to hear me give a sermon every, I don't need to pray all the time, no. <laughs> I don't need to lead the entire church, no, um, right? But th like the fear begins to set in. We begin to have doubts, we begin to have anxiety, right? This is, it, it kind of almost feels human nature, 
It kind of feels normal for us, right? You know, we feel like we are being called to do something. We feel like we are, we are being nudged in a certain direction. It feels only human nature that fear and doubt and anxiety sweep in. At times we feel inadequate. At times we feel unqualified. <clears throat> and unfortunately, the society around us doesn't often help with that fear and those doubts and those anxieties. Whether it is the process to get where we are being called or we are there and struggling to live into the daily affirmation of where God is calling us, unfortunately, our human mind, our human spirit, as much as we wish we wouldn't, is vulnerable to these feelings of fear. Just completely unfortunate. Now, generally, this is not a bad thing. And that's right. Uh, Fear is not generally a bad thing. I say that because fear is often what keeps us grounded. Fear keeps us from doing things that are stupid. Uh, Fear keeps us from doing things that may get us hurt. Fear keeps us from driving a mini bike down a hill off a ramp and face planting on the ground. Fear keeps us from doing stupid things. But when fear gets in the way of us being able to live our lives, that is when fear becomes overpowering. We must draw a line in the sand. There is nothing to say that fear is bad. But when we allow fear to dictate who we are, we allow fear to control what God is calling us to do. And so, as we, individual Christian disciples, go into the world, yes, there are things that we fear, but it is through the confidence that God gives us that we can navigate those fears, that we can navigate those doubts, that we can understand and we can work past them. Right, and as a church community, this becomes important because as a church community, we have entered this time of discernment. We have entered this time where we are moving forward into the unknown. And as we go into the unknown, it can feel very unsure of ourselves. And we can feel as if where God is calling us feels uncomfortable. And naturally, our first response to uncomfortability, our first response to the unknown is fear. Our first response to the unknown is these fears, these doubts that can come into our hearts and spirits and keep us from doing what God is calling us to do. And so as we enter this time of discernment here in our church community, what are we doing? But we are starting with prayer. And we are not just starting with prayer as a generalized thing. Yes, a prayer in this generalized sense is great, but no, we are directing our prayers. And we are doing these breakthrough prayers, these short, direct Uh, prayers that help us to get right to the point of what we are seeking God to do. It is taking the burden off of us to decide what it is, and it is placing that discerning spirit upon God to walk with us, to speak to us. God is pointing us as disciples and as a community covenanting to journey together. And as we seek for God to work within us, we are looking to these breakthrough prayers to pray for a sense of God's spirit to come within this community to work in these miraculous and breakthrough prayers. And so we sit and ask ourselves, what does fear have to do with this? 
And like I said, fear is one of the greatest hindrances we can have for ministry. And then, because it, become, because it is one of the greatest hindrances, because it is one of the greatest roadblocks we have, it is important for us as Christians to understand how we can navigate fear and anxiety in our lives. Notice I did not say get rid of it. Notice I did not say get rid of it. I said how we navigate and understand fear and anxiety in our lives. You see, I want to caution you against that language of getting rid of fear because, like I said, getting rid of fear, it may cause us to go too far. I'm not being pessimistic to say that we can't get rid of fear, but instead, when we learn to navigate and understand fear, we know we learn to navigate and understand our lives better. I think we make fools of ourselves when we think we can completely get rid of this human sense of fear and anxiety, but when we learn how to use the fear and anxiety in our lives and we allow God to work within us and we are rest assured in God's presence in our lives... That fear and anxiety guides us along this journey right next to God. We find ways to understand, to navigate with God's help. And that, that is our next breakthrough prayer. We get this week's breakthrough prayer from Isaiah 41.10. And honestly, I could have pulled it from just about anywhere in the Bible. But when in doubt, go to the book that you're reading to help you. And so we are in the book of Isaiah this week. And here in Isaiah 10, and I want you to underline this in your scripture passage. Sorry, you have your sermon notes in front of you. I just jumped right into my sermon, friends. I'm so excited about this sermon today. You have your sermon notes there in front of you. You have that scripture right in front of you. In that scripture passage, in verse 10, I want you to underline. I want you to circle. Take out your highlighter. Do whatever you need to remember it. Do not be afraid. Right there in the middle of Isaiah 41.10. Do not be afraid. That is our guiding prayer this week. We will name this breakthrough prayer. as name the Be Not Afraid Breakthrough Prayer. And just like I had talked about before, these are not the words that we necessarily have to pray. We find ways to pray this prayer over the course of our lives. As we grow and mature as Christians, we find other words to use, other specific phrases that can stand in the place. I've offered a couple of there for you in your scripture, as well as a couple of verses that may guide you in this scripture time. Words like strength, words like accomplish, words like streams and abundance, these words... Each one crying out, fulfilling the desire to navigate and have God guide us through these fearful moments in our lives, in our vocation, and in our ministry. Namely, in this type of breakthrough prayer, we are looking for that reestablishment of the feeling of God's presence in our lives. Because friends, when fear, when doubt, when anxiety creep in, it can be very easy for us to miss the ways that God is working in our lives. It can be very easy for us to forget the ways in which God is working in our lives. And so this be not afraid breakthrough prayer helps to recenter us, helps to refocus our minds on where God is calling us, on the nature in which God gives us the gifts. God gives us the abilities to do the work that we are called to do. And friends, all that is encapsulated right here in this 41st book of Isaiah. 
You see, Isaiah is an interesting book. It's broken into three parts. You have the first part, which makes up the majority of the book, believed to have been, been written by the prophet Isaiah himself. And it is this time before the Israelites are in exile. And it is this time of prophecy and apocalypse and revelation of the prophet Isaiah looking towards this time of exile and calling upon the Israelites to reconnect with God. And then when you jump to, to I'm, I'm, I'll get to section two in a second. In the third section, we see a, a community who is returning from exile and re-covenanting and recommitting itself and is looking towards what God is doing next. But then you have this middle section of Isaiah. You have a people who feel lost. You have a people who feel alone, who are filled with fear and doubt. They are a people in exile. They are in Babylon. And they just want to know that their God is still there, that their God still loves them and is still looking out for them. Because friends, up until this point in the history of Israel, in the history of Judah, there is a connection to God with that land, with Jerusalem, with the temple. And now in this time, they have lost all of that. They have been exiled from their own land. They have been exiled from their temple. And friends, they feel exiled from God. And so everything around them that is playing within their lives is filling them with this fear, this doubt, that are they still truly the people of God? And in the midst of that, this passage, this, this, this group of scriptures offers within it a reminder of God's presence in the life of the Israelites. The manner in which this passage defines the nature of of Israelites in exile is shown through these 10 verses. And we can see the nature in which they are trying to establish connection for the people of Judah in exile with God, despite feeling disconnected from the homeland, the place where they felt most connected to God. And hear the way that God is calling out to them through the writer of this section of the book of Isaiah. God lays and claims the people of Israel as beloved children. I, the Lord, am first and will be last. That's verse 4. Verse 8. But you, Israel, my servant Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, all coming together in verse 10, when God seeks to comfort the people of Judah. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Friends, when we feel alone, we cry to God. And that is the encouragement we get from the writer in this text, is that we are never alone when God is with us. We are never alone when God is with us. And that in and of itself is a reason that we cannot allow fear and anxiety to dictate and to rule our lives. Because we have a God who sits there and walks through these fears with us. When we are afraid of something, we have someone to talk to. And in having a God to talk to, we also have a community who can help us through these as well. This nature encourages us to rest in the assurance that God is watching over us and encourages us in these ways. It invites us to find ways to work through, to process, and to understand what is at the nature of these feelings in our lives. 
We do not chastise these feelings. We do not, we, we do not lay judgment upon these feelings, but we rest in the assurance that God is walking with us through them. We do that when we do this, we become open to the ways in which God can work through and invite us into a spiritual confidence. A spiritual confidence, not meaning that we will not experience fear and doubt and anxiety, but having this prayer as part of our breakthrough prayer practice can mean that we will have the spiritual confidence that we will not be shaken when fear and doubt and anxiety creep in. The amazing thing is this ideal is embedded right here within this scripture. And it's really, it's embedded within that one word, fear. And the way we understand that word fear, you see the Hebrew word for fear is yare. Yare, Y-A-R-E. You have it there in your notes. And here's the interesting thing, is that this word, it's not just used to define fear in the way that we contemporarily understand it as being afraid of something, but you see, it is also meant to understand this understanding of divine reverence, right? This is why we hear within the Hebrew scriptures that they feared God, right? We don't read that today as we are afraid of God. No, we read that today as this sense of reverence, this sense of faith, this sense of reliance and trust upon God. And so, yes, there, there is this nature of fear in which something scares us, in which something frightens us and makes us cautious. But here, friends, then there is this manner of fear, which we identify as faith. We are not called to fear God in the same way that we fear spiders. Anybody else afraid of spiders? It's eight legs. Can't get down with it. No, we're not called to fear God in the same way that we fear other things. No, our fear or our faith in God drives our desire to rest upon the assurance of our salvation rather than the fears that drive us to act the way that we do, right? We can think of times all throughout our lives where our fear of something gets in the way of truly understanding and knowing God and truly living out our calling of who God calls us to be. And it is in this prayer, this be not afraid breakthrough prayer, that we call upon the faith we have in God to overcome the fear that might get in the way of living out who God calls us to be. Again, it is that navigating spirit, that fear will not drive how we behave. We do not act out of fear. No, we turn to God in our fear to help us to understand those feelings to help drive who God calls us to be. Now, I'm sure if push comes to shove, many of us have probably prayed this breakthrough prayer so many times in our lives, probably without even realizing it. Without even realizing it. I know, I know that I have. I mean, I pray this prayer all the time and have prayed this prayer over the years as, as I've wrestled with anxiety in my own life and in my own ministry. My anxiety causes me periods of doubt, of questioning, of spiritual loneliness. And it is in this breakthrough prayer that I have learned, that I have grown, and that I have seen what God can place and has placed within my life to help me understand what is happening in my mind and in my spirit as I navigate these waters of anxiety. 
I mean, there are a number of ways, there are a number of things that I've put in place in my life to help me navigate this. And those ways help me process when anxious feelings come about, when I begin to have those fears and those doubts creep up in my life. And we can't be afraid to see the ways in which God can work through other people and through other means as a way of answering these breakthrough prayers. And so I further developed this capacity to not have something like my anxiety hold me back. I mean, yeah, it's still there. I still wrestle with it a lot. But I know and I rest in who God has called me to be and the work that God is doing within me each and every day. I highlight this growth and this example because one of the many things that we can do is just allow those fears to become a crutch for us. And Kibbe warns us of this martyr mentality, this idea that that when a fear just becomes too much, that instead of doing something, instead of relying on God, we allow that fear to just control us. Basically, if we can't do this right, we can't do anything right. Anything that triggers our fear becomes a roadblock. But it is through this breakthrough prayer, it is through this understanding and reliance on God That we rest in the assurance of our faith journeys, of God's ever-present grace, mercy, and peace in our lives. And just like every breakthrough prayer we are going to explore in this series, it takes a part of surrendering our own understanding of humanity. Because our own understanding of our humanness leads us to think that fears keep us from doing something. Yes, fear keeps us from doing stupid things. That is true. But that does not mean it keeps us from doing things. It keeps us grounded to do things the way that God calls us to do. This relationship is built through remembering that our fears are not greater than God. And God can walk us through our fears. God can calm them, and God can bring peace within the storms. And so this be not afraid is the type of prayer that opens our eyes to the ways we wrestle with those fears in our lives so that we can develop spiritual confidence. So I want you to ponder on identifying those fears, those doubts, those anxieties. Name them, write them down, put them on a big piece of poster board. And then pray to God this breakthrough prayer to work within your heart and within your spirit to help to bring you to that spiritual confidence. So as we're doing, let us pray. It's on your prayer sheet. It's on your sheet. Be not afraid. Amen.